0: I never know what to do during this part.
1: <laughs> you know, you know, the mic's hot during the the intro. And outro. Oh yeah, I know. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the joke. Uh, just just making sure Hello, you're everybody. aware.
0: Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Josh and Ray. Hey. It's always, uns- it's always
1: unscripted around here. That's right. Yeah.
0: Now you might think, you guys are so funny and charming and talented that you must obviously script it. The answer is no. Shut up, bitch. How dare you assume that?
2: I think there's literally what one the episode fuck? on the entire How team thing. Uh, of an entirety of both our website and podcast that is scripted, and it was me talking about okay. how Tetris is one of the best games ever made for 45 minutes. And that's still there in case you guys want to listen to it. It's okay.
0: Other yeah, that, it is probably so. up there, right? Yeah. Tetris is pretty fucking good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like anyone can play Tetris. Your m- And I mean this about everyone's collective mother, my own. Your mother can play Tetris. Like, you don't know that your mother can play Tetris, but they can play Tetris. My mom is good at a lot of things. (laughs) Like she doesn't. I'm not saying competitively. I'm (laughs) saying like get the blocks in the line. Your mother can do that.
0: Like your mom was once a baby, and babies like to put you know, oh square square (laughs) thing go in square hole. Okay, yeah. Congratulations. If you were ever a baby, you can play Tetris because babies do that. I know. For, I have hand primary sources of this from you know the baby we have in our house who does that.
2: I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so what? What is this show? Like, <laughs> what is
2: happening? We're talking about Tetris. All right. Welcome to Unscripted Tetris. Uh, starring the line block, the realest person to ever grace. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, we're actually talking you mean about, the Tetrimino?
0: Uh, we're gonna talk about which one of the Tetris pieces is queer coded, and you all definitely know exactly which one it
2: is. It's the Z. It's the TP. It, it's the Z because it goes both directions. Absolutely, it's it's definitely. It's, Bam. Got it's it. a,
0: It's both of them.
2: Got him. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we're talking about the merger of uh, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft. <laughs> Actually, merger implies that there's equal power. I apologize. Microsoft bought
1: Activision Blizzard. Let me go ahead and correct yeah, myself. Yeah, this is
0: merger implies equal
1: no this is, there's none this of that a, for a rounded up sum of 69 billion with a B dollars which you know is an absurd amount of money because i feel like in every single news like podcast related talking about the initial purchase kept saying 69 million dollars and then they'd have to correct themselves no it's an absurd amount of money it's 69 billion dollars
2: it is an absurd amount but looking at the Finance records of Activision compared to last year, they made like eight to nine billion dollars last year, and yeah, that was a decent year. for And
0: them. this, this uh, getting into kind of like the nitty gritty of it. Sure. Um, this deal, I think, has a built-in valuation of Activision at its like record high stock price. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, you know, is being negotiated for. Um, so, basically, you know, with all the recent trouble that we, we at Activision, which we will we'll come up during the course of this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, has driven that price down, which is why this is probably even remotely possible in the first place. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, well, I say that, that, but also. Do we want to talk about, like, the troubles Activision is in, or do we want to get into Speculation Town? Which way, did we, which direction do we want to go?
0: Uh, well, I guess we should probably just start with, like, our general take on it. Um... Okay. Because I think the wrong take on... I think a limited take on this, or a short-sighted and dumb take that you would hear from other games people is, like, Microsoft just won the console war. Um that's a bad thing and that's not entirely incorrect but yeah. also this is about this is like we are rapidly accelerating towards a future where there are five companies so i'm and, glad you said that
2: uh and,
0: and and things accumulation of assets and ip and of you know activision is not a small company Activision yeah. loves to buy other studios and dissolve them into goo. Uh, to join the the join like the Activision uh, hive mind like like term like the Terminator from Terminator Two, but that is a gu- is all a bunch of game studios that got melted down into QA testers for Call of Duty, which we'll talk
1: about here. Yeah. Um, Yet, it feels like Activision does a lot of, like, almost sort of weird aqua-hires where they're bringing in all these studios to then, like, just put onto the existing cash cow projects because they realize that... Right. What's the
0: point of having them make anything else other than, like, King, like, you know, and the mobile empire that is, or Call of Duty?
2: Um, so I wanted to go ahead and present to you gentlemen with a chart since we're talking about how big the video game industry is. So I've heard this a lot too, that like, once they bought Activision, there's only like a handful of companies left. So I'm going to share a chart with you guys, it's going to be in our Discord chat, and it's a very informative chart. And, um, just from personal experience, uh, I have been in the game industry now for, um, this is actually going to be my 10th year. I have never worked with Activision, I have never worked uh, like, with Microsoft in that I have been a Microsoft employee or something like that. But I have worked for now three, depending on the US, ask, or different studios. And the chart I'm showing is just showing how actually big the video game industry is from like, not just in the United States, but across the world. Um, And I'm not saying that the... I'm not trying to say, like, the Microsoft acquiring Activision is by any means small. I mean, even this past, what, year or two ago, Microsoft also acquired Bethesda, which is also a very large... Yeah, which is
0: a huge... Yeah, also huge. Yeah,
2: but also Microsoft didn't even have a lot to begin with. So we're talking about, like, Microsoft formerly had Rare and the company that makes Forza. Uh, they also had 343. They used to have Bungie a long time ago in a more beautiful timeline, but uh, that that ship has sailed. Uh, now they actually have other companies. And their acquisition of Activision, we'll get into, is because they want more studios to start making games. They actually weren't competitive with Sony at their current rate. If you look at these studios that Sony owns, Sony, had a, uh, Sony does own Naughty Dog, Insomniac, uh, the people that Actually, they own whole sections of the game stockpile that From Software makes. No one can make yep. Bloodborne. No one can make Demon Souls. Like those two giant games, no one else can touch. Uh, Sucker Punch Games, the Gran Turismo franchise, which isn't small at all. And Blue Point Studios, which I know you guys might not know, but that is their uh, champion third party the studio that yeah. helps remake so on and so forth i think the biggest concern has been the giant in the room that everyone's just kind of turned a blind eye to is tencent tencent owns epic games which makes the uh, most used engine in the video game mm-hmm. market unreal i thought that was the bigger conversation yeah. but <laughs> don't forget they <laughs> also the own str- riot as well they do own riot yes boom
0: another boom. huge company
2: yep another giant company yes uh so, so the, the big thing I was trying to get at is, like, yeah, it's a big get, but I don't know if it's as big as a get as, um... As probably, like, some... Not to say, like, to Mike's point, uh... One or two people have been saying, like... Are saying this is, like, the second biggest get ever. It's, like... It's pretty substantial and was going to happen because... Maybe, uh, if you guys want to expand upon what you were just saying, but... In my personal view, Activision's name is Mud. And it's kind of been Mud for the past two years. Like... What else were they gonna do? They were just gonna trudge along until they
1: eventually uh,
2: became obsolescent, I guess.
1: Yeah, and you know, part of the reason I think we we've, like, we've waited a week to have this conversation is because there's there's been a lot of stuff that has come out from the initial reporting and you know stories and whatnot and and, and statements and you know we'll kind of get into that in a little bit, but it, it's also given us the time to. Formulate an opinion to see how how it how it feels on the tongue, you know, what the what the mouth feel of it is, mm-hmm. and mouth, that good mouth feel, you know, yeah. for me, it's a it's a complicated situation because on the one hand, you know, watching this consolidation in video games is is not necessarily the best thing in the world. I mean, we're seeing this across the industry, you know, just days. across
0: literally everywhere.
1: Yeah. I mean, a week or two before this was announced, you know take two purchase Zynga for 13 billion dollars and it's like oh that was a pretty good you know pretty decent but also ridiculous uh, merging in the in the games world and then you know this comes out but also like to Ray's point Activision ABK has a lot going on and I truly do not think that the Bobby Kotick or the leadership there could have or would have ever fixed the culture and the problems going on there and them being absorbed by Microsoft who have been very aggressive in their culture and their image curation in the last few years, both on the Xbox side, but just Microsoft in general. If if there is one company that could potentially fix what's going on there, it's Microsoft. And at the end of the day, Activision was never going to do it on their own. And heck, even having, you know, regulators coming in and doing something in a few years probably still wouldn't have been enough. So, I'm kind of okay with it in in the long run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, uh, I mean, I'm not, I I think this is just, I mean, you know, what am I going to do, obviously? But, like, I think this purchase is a you know a basically after the disney we didn't really talk about it that much but after the disney fox merger um from 2019 i think Something like uh that, yeah. basically with you know the, the any sort of like any sort of real kind of thorough investigation of any sort of like legitimate antitrust in this country is essentially dead um now it's, you know, we are off to the races as far as corporate and profit consolidation, um, and this is just another part of that. I think, uh, and, and you know, it's just, I mean, I think to think about this as like, oh, cool, like, Call of Duty will be on Game Pass, is just does not convey the full context of what this sort of consolidation will do, and and just what this over time as everything gets funneled down into one of the five companies and just what that will mean for what things, what voices get out there, what doesn't. um, I think is deeply concerning. Um, And in particular, I guess, you know, I also think, I think it's being sold in a really cynical way too. Like to have Phil Spencer like the cool gamer guy, he's the cool guy you know from the Xbox stuff to be out there like, oh, I guess we own this random old uh, Activision thing now, huh and then be like all coy about it. It's just like, shut up, dude, like you you met you negotiated like um like a 70 billion dollar purchase of a company. Don't like fucking be cute with me about the oh look, I own this weird nerdy thing that only you nerds only you real gamers would know and just try to try and like sell it that way as is a, as like a rah rah xbox thing it's just it's uh, so gross like i hate it
1: um so on I, oh go ahead no i was gonna say like i i see what you're saying and i think that is definitely one where in the next few years we'll really start to see how some of those things shake out but like honestly the the corporate culture of ABK in the last few years and really in the last decade has been such an aggressive race to appease shareholders and to trim as much chaff as if it's not, you know, 18x profitable in the last decade of saying Mm -hmm. like, hey, we've got all these studios that we've acquired and we have basically gutted all of them because they're profitable, but they're not profitable enough because they're not Call of Duty and they're not WoW. So you know, I, I do think that Microsoft, in the way that they have positioned Game Pass, the way that they have invested in indie studios, both ones that they have brought in and both, you know, just it's made made deals with it and, and given them more voice. In some ways, I think that, yes, there is a possible issue with the consolidation and whatnot, but I also think that there might be more people who get a larger voice in the the ABK Umbrella under Microsoft because of the shielding from, you know, overly ruthless shareholders. Because at, you know, at the end of the day, ABK is where the buck stop. That's who they exclusively answer to. When you're in the Microsoft umbrella, you've got a little more shielding. You get a little more runway. And with as important as Xbox has become to Microsoft, in the pillars of everything that follows under that umbrella it gives them a little more creative runway to allow some of those people who have been silenced in the last 10 years to have another shot if I may uh, so
2: if I was on but let's pretend I don't know how an antitrust lawsuit works I'm gonna get that out of the way I'm very ignorant of that but let's say I was on the panel for an antitrust lawsuit and this is why I showed you guys this chart If you said, like, should Microsoft buy uh, Activision Blizzard with King, and then you showed me this chart, I'd say, go for it. I don't care. Uh, And and there's specific reason for that. It's because, what did they buy? They bought Call of Duty. They bought Crash Bandicoot. uh, They bought a bunch of games that, let's face it, we all forgot existed, like Overwatch. No No one plays Overwatch. I don't know what to tell you, Overwatch fans. Um, you know your game is dying. You're, you're, you're all waiting for part two, and I, I hope it comes out and does well. Um, but there was no movement on, like, the Blizzard side, and there haven't been for years. The Blizzard name has been dragged through the muck. Um, uh, let me remind you guys. the la- One of the last games Blizzard released was um, World of Warcraft 3 Reforged, and the disaster that that game was, because it was missing all features, including ranked matches. And all of your custom matches, by law, belonged to Blizzard, because they didn't want another Dota 2 existing. <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, right, uh, awesome. Um, and the last game that Activision released was Call of Duty Vanguard, which was their worst-selling Call of Duty game since Call of Duty World at War. Like, this was a company that was on the back foot. And I'm specifically addressing the Mike antitrust thing. Um, Like, I'm not... I I see where you're going with it. Like, there is a lot of, like, the bigger fish are just gobbling up the little fish. Mm -hmm. But also, Activision was a big fish that was gobbling up and shitting out the little fish. Like, Microsoft does not have a track record of doing that. So going back to Josh's point, uh, the people that just you know realize oh shit in one year i'm a microsoft employee maybe that's a good thing for them or maybe that's a bad thing for them um maybe that kind of diverging a little bit but um this might be a segue or might not in case you want to take the point a little bit further mike uh maybe this actually puts a pause or puts like a bunch of complications into the unionization efforts that's going on at abk right now
0: yeah Uh, so i think definitely to kind of touch on a couple of things um you know, I'm not an antitrust expert, um, but I, I know for sure that, you know, that is Microsoft's history and their ubiquity, you know, as the operating system everybody uses did not come as an accident. It came as a, you know, directive of uh, people like Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer to crush opposition in any means way, any means they could, and resist, uh, uh, you know, uh, pursuits by the federal government to uh, stop that um, so to so to say that um, you know and Microsoft also has shareholders um, and it's to, so to, so basically like I think it's that's something to kind of keep important because Microsoft has a long history of this kind of you know this how, that's how they built their, their that's how they built the empire that we now live under um And I'm not even like a big like Linux, you know, free the computer guy. Whatever, who cares? Linux Uh, sucks. But but it's just to say. But like, this is not the first time Microsoft has been to this particular rodeo. I guess to make that point. But um, as far as the, uh, um, yeah, the timing. Because there's also, I guess, to kind of the other part of the story here too is uh, recently a QA studio out of Raven, who is a subsidiary of uh, Activision, mainly their Call of Duty support studio, a couple weeks ago started striking. You know, there's been a strike fund going around that has received quite a few donations. It's doing very well. Uh, And I think basically a couple days after the sale was announced, they announced that there is... uh, They are... You know, beginning a drive to form a union and to have it be recognized. Uh, Activision obviously did not voluntarily voluntarily recognize this union because, of course, um, so that is something that is going to be. There's going to be presumably a, kind of a build up to a sort of union election at this, with this Raven with Raven Studios, uh, over the time while you know, this sale acquisition is being formalized and the timing I think is really interesting Yeah. because uh, even if technically in part of this like acquisition you know there could be some sort of restructuring that would coincidentally eliminate Raven or like, or like oh you guys don't have a studio anymore I guess you can't do the union thing you were doing oh darn What a, how, funny how that works out that way there's a lot of room for that but also there's a little bit of a there's a, there's a little bit of heat that that could generate that like might cause them to be, to be a little bit more hands off with the, you know, the full court press of union crushing that companies have gotten, you know, are exceedingly efficient at. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it is, it's a bold, it's bold timing. I mean, I think that's smart. That's the kind of thing you have to do to win these fights when the deck is very, very much stacked against you. Um, And uh, I guess kind of the final thing I want to say to that um, is again, you know, Microsoft also has a history of union busting uh, within their studios, so I don't think they would necessarily, you know, love inheriting this this little union shop that gives the other people in Microsoft ideas. Um, so it will be interesting to kind of watch, watch what happens here. Uh, I guess if there's any sensitivity to, you know, PR, uh, it, depending on you know what kind of heat or attention this gets from the federal government, a presumably kind of uh, liberal one might not look so kindly on, uh, you know, pretty explicit union. You know, union crushing. You know, the labor secretary is a kind of pro-union guy. Is not the worst guy in the cabinet. Um, I think labor generally likes him. Um, so it will be interesting to see if this garners any kind of attention and changes how the federal government, based on how the, this union situation is handled, if that ends up drawing the kind of the Sauron's eye of federal regulation or a possible ruling here but uh, i guess on that you know disney fox happened so if, the, if that happened that's probably more egregious yeah. on, on its face than anything that is really happening here yeah. so i
1: was gonna i was gonna say and and you know i'd union busting and and preventing issues aside like even in a you know moderately liberal not, you know not overly aggressive regulatory client climate i think that this merger goes through without a hitch for the most part like you know there there are less clear and obvious yeah. harms to competition and consumers and the industry it, not to say that there aren't some and there aren't yeah. the potential for some but like you know it is different than, yeah. you know, even like the the current Nvidia ARM merger, which sounds like it's actually going to get scuttled because it's it's too big and and you know it's not going to get through um, some of those international regulatory holes. Yeah, that's that's been going around recently that the uh, the ARM acquisition is off, and I think yeah. that Nvidia is going to also have to pay like 1.5 billion dollars in like breakup fees to like, you know, because it didn't go through and they, you know, which is I think this has, I think
0: this, this negotiation has like a $3 billion, like cancellation Mm. price that Microsoft is on the tag for. And just to kind of, I think this is another good point that you brought up, Josh. I think like, as far as the, the anti, like anti-competition or anti-competitive angle that would, would kind of be used by a regulator here. Um, we, I, I, kinda, I looked at these numbers earlier just to double-check because I think in a lot of gamers' minds, like Microsoft's big competition, oh, that's Sony, right? Sony has a market cap of $136.38 billion. Microsoft's is $2.224 trillion. So it's clear that, you know, to, like, to the extent that Microsoft is competing with Sony... it's like it's play money to them like my it's just microsoft is not interested in it i i don't think like to think that like sony is this huge titan fighting against microsoft is not really an accurate assessment anymore um just because so much like microsoft is interested in angling out like facebook amazon and google if you're not one of those three companies microsoft could frankly not could not could give a shit you know that's just not who they are focusing their the kind of long-term angling and strategy around trying to you know build and own the future
2: I, i think you bring up a good point that there are some people that are so um inside their own gaming bubble they some well, not sometimes, they probably don't even know or care to know that the gaming division of Microsoft is one of the smallest divisions in Microsoft. It is, as you said, it is quite literally their toy department. They have off to the side that when the Xbox 360 was failing, they casually threw several billion dollars at that department just to go ahead and say, yeah, fix the red ring issue. Other companies can't do that. They can't just... My, Nintendo refuses to fix the Joy-Con drift. Microsoft said, mail us your Xbox 360 and we'll refurbish it or send you a new one. Th- that's the kind of, like, fuck you money we're dealing with here. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that's a very good point. That uh, And also, like, uh, console wars. I mean, come on. So, some of the people that, like, spout that, like, guys, we're, we're, we're older millennials now. We we have homes we have families we have mortgages we have real like, wars yeah yeah we we look at the news and we get depressed we don't look at the news and say oh look what kanye is doing isn't that so wacky it's like please kanye go I mean
0: away. that is kind of wacky but we want
2: uh... <laughs> no it, but, but to that point um Microsoft doesn't care, as you were saying. Nintendo doesn't care what Microsoft does. Sony doesn't care what Nintendo does. These are all giant conglomerates that are like in their own space and bubble, and they're like, there are going to we are successful enough that as long as we keep having developers release at least halfway decent games and i'm not talking eight out of tens i'm talking like seven out of tens consistently being bumped out year after year we're gonna be fine yeah and th-
0: like, i think it. if there if, if there was not a formal deck i think we need to probably put a stake in the heart of any sort of like console war discussion
2: oh man you that's know
0: been- if so- that hasn't already died you know that you know Microsoft and and Phil have said that they will, you know, presume to honor any sort of currently arranged agreements. Or you know, I think Phil said he would love to keep Call of Duty games where they are right now, which is very like, it's very cheeky language. I think it, I think it's pretty funny because it's like, well, oh, I would love to do
1: that. Well, it, now, you, you know, do it 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 says, hey, we're going to do it for now. We'll see what happens because yeah. times change. There's changed. a big button in there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, you know, some people like, and obviously, some some of that came out, um, you know, in the in the first few days after the initial merger, because everybody's like, "Oh my God, they're gonna pull, they're gonna pull Call of Duty from PlayStation and yada yada," and it's like, "Oh, PlayStation game, you know, maybe PlayStation will get Game Pass." Like, no, calm the fuck down. Call of Duty is not going anywhere, because yes, Call of Duty will go to Game Pass, and microsoft doesn't have to pull call of duty off of playstation mm-hmm. to just be like hey look it's over here on game pass to make it look appealing yeah, exactly. and and you don't do that in the middle of a console generation as a like sales tactic you do that around the launch of a new console when you really want to dig the boot in and say like yo don't buy the ps6 buy the xbox series one s x scorpion because it's got the call of duty on game pass yeah and Josh then that's I...
0: kind of like where the i mean because that's kind of where like the like the uh, the angle of this like the, the truly anti-competitive part of it comes in because you know microsoft microsoft controls the price of game pass right so they could you know that's something that they can, you know, squeeze on people. Like, you know, they can get people into the Game Pass, you know, and then they are kind of, you know, you kind of have a captive audience there. Um, you know, they can all of this, you know, there's like, it's kind of like how the the thing I kind of kind of I kind of kind of comes to my mind is how, you know, how Amazon has like the Amazon Basics, like line of products and how those are, you know they they kind of buy those and then drive the price down of everything else yeah like that's what uh to, and in a way that like no one could like amazon has the capacity to turn a profit on that because but no one else can and that like like there's like a predatory pricing there um i think that's what that is kind of called um I'll have to double check. I'm not a business major. Shut up. Um, But that's kind of what I think, you know, I don't think it's a huge stretch to say that that is basically what Game Pass will be used as in, you know, five years from now. That seems like a very logical thing to me. It's like if they like, I don't know if they just, you know, bake it into the price of, the new xbox or they just keep that price like super 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 low or something like way lower than it. like to you know if it's a steal for the uh the consumer then you know then there's like hey there's no real there's no problem here it's still cheap games for everybody
1: see i mm. i'm actually of the, uh, the other opinion i think that you know the, the price of game pass will creep up you're you know pretty soon and i you know i think once
0: it's been yeah once any sort of like alternative has been thoroughly yes
1: uh, now i don't think it'll be it'll be i don't think it'll be as quick or as steep as you know a netflix or a hulu have been over the last few years mostly because you know netflix and hulu cannot monetize you after your monthly subscription but like Game Pass, you can because you've got microtransactions and all those games. So, like, yes, you can get a game for free, but, like, you can go and buy the DLC. You can go do all these other things. Plus, you know, at some point, you're going to have so many people on there that you're going to want to make sure that the the studios that you're paying out are, are getting reasonable cuts and you are able to continue to entice new people onto that platform because even when you have an endless library if you're not getting what's new, if you're not getting something exciting, you know, what's in the discourse at that time, you know, it's it's a service that is just as easy to cancel because while some people like Ray are like, I have to have this thing because I could want, I might want to play it 10 years from now at the drop of a hat and I need that ability. Other people are like, I played it once, I will never ever think about it again and that is okay with me.
2: Uh, I do do that with some games to kind of like I, if this game was to die on the server, that's okay. <laughs> Destiny 2. Uh, but there are some games where I go out of my way to go, what? Just calling it like it is. There are some games where I go out of my way to go get the uh, physical media of. So I just went to my local uh, gaming store called Live Action Games here in Champaign. Go visit them. It's run by like one or two guys, and they're great. They're funny, and they're jerks, but I love them. They're, they're good people. Adrian's a good guy uh and I picked up Ace Combat 4 for the PS2 I legitimately went looking around where can I get Ace Combat 4 can't get it on the PS Now store can't get it on the Xbox Game Pass I sorry gotta get physical media I also wanted to say I know Josh had to step away but um it gives it lets me sleep at night to know mm-hmm. that probably the next console is going to be called the PlayStation six that lets me sleep easier to know it's not going to be some weird bullshit name like the whatever Xbox thing is. All right. I'm sorry. Back on topic. Um, uh,
0: so, I, I actually want to mention something real quick. I'm posting yes. a link to an article in the New Yorker from October called or by Parul, uh, Segal, um, called, Is Amazon Changing the Novel? And he, in this article, he goes through, or they go through, um, you know, and look at how Amazon Storefront, which has, you know, through Kindle, and just, you know, Amazon started as a bookseller. That, that is how, that is the, where that started. Um, and with how ubiquitous the Kindle and the e-reader like e-reader publication has become and how amazon and how how valuable that real estate of you know being on the kindle homepage being the number 1 amazon bestseller how that how that has begun to change how people write books and that's kind of something i want i hope people think about when they see these kinds of acquisitions happen it's like it it snuffs out any sort of oxygen for anything outside of this ecosystem and people will people will you know people write novels to are now write novels like they are incentivized to it changes the way people write books because they want they know what kind of things will get high, get rated highly by readers, and that gets them more downloads, that gets them on the number one page on Amazon um, it's like how I mean, and just that just that, you know, it's these systems push and pull on each other there's no, there's no way, it, there's no way this, that these kind of acquisitions and murders won't change the things that are shown, that you play the things you see, the things you listen to all of these things create an environment that incentivizes certain kind of behavior thought and just presentation things that don't squarely fit into what brings our studio or myself you know more attention more like it it just those environments are going to push on to what sort of content is encouraged and what sort of things are not and You know, and that's just something that we are going to have to, that we now live with. And so that's kind of, I think, I think that's just something we should think about in terms of like what it means when, I I mean, just like what it means when, um, I mean, it's like how with Disney Fox, like how it's just kind of creates further, like that kind of merger just gives Disney even more power over um, the limited space that is like the box office and the movie theater where all of a sudden you know the only movies that come out and that you know get made and get public and like get get the big release get the time in movie theaters are you know your your cape stuff that is going to have a humongous return and then other movies are just you know everything is going to get punted to streaming it doesn't get the recognition it deserves it doesn't even get you know we never hear from those voices in the same way that we, we did before, b- because there, there is simply no room in the, the, uh, like, just the triple A, mega blockbuster has just overtaken everything, and it just sucks all the oxygen out. So,
2: I think you're talking about this from the perspective, if I may, real quick, Josh, in that like the growing public. <clears throat> ...still cares about going to the theater for, like, movies that... uh, I like that term, cape stuff. I'm going to use that from now on for superhero movies, cape movies. Uh, The growing public still cares to go to the theater for cape movies. Um, I know you hate me for saying this... ...but if people just started releasing more stuff to streaming... ...good. Because I like a lot of the stuff that comes to streaming. I don't... There are very few movies I'd rather go see in the theater... The only times I've gone to the theater, like, obviously, coronavirus notwithstanding, has been a movie I've legitimately wanted the theater experience for, and I think you're obviously aware that that has lately been Dune, and that was really it. I I saw Spider-Man just because people can't be trusted on social media not to do spoilers. They just can't, so I'm like, let me get this over with, because I actually legitimately like Spider-Man as a character, and... See, see if I can watch that. Uh, but they released the Matrix uh, for Matrix Resurrections streaming. Straight to streaming, boom. Day one, I went ahead, bought HBO Max, canceled it that very same night, uh, just so it doesn't charge me the next month. Watched it for three hours, and then jobs are good. That's, that's fine. That's okay. I'm okay with that world living in because they still get the sale. You got my $15. Congrats. And I consume the content, I have my opinion on it, and whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter, I have my opinion on it. And hopefully the actors got paid, and not just the actors, everyone that put that movie together got paid a reasonable rate. It sounds like a win-win for everybody. Now, is it dystopian that like say certain things may die by the wayside? That depends on how you view it, because there's been a lot of really good things that are independent that I've watched in this example of streaming. There have been a lot of games. I've actually, uh, my personal, this is just... uh, I realize this is anecdotal with me, but grab my hand and walk with me down this road. There's a lot of other games that you can... Uh, play via Steam via Nintendo Switch especially Nintendo Switch that are fully independent made and funded and all they're asking for is a couple of your dollars and that has been a bold new world they don't have to ask and bend the knee and beg for publishing rights nearly as much as they used to Mm -hmm. Um, I forget the name of the movie I think it's called Indie Dev or Independent Dev the one with Phil Fish that was on Netflix for a long time talking about how hard it was to make the game best. Um, We don't have that anymore, not really. You could just walk up to Steam and say, people are interested in my game, can I sell it on your marketplace? Fine, you don't want Steam, go to itch.io, boom. Nintendo has actually been super lax, like, there is legitimate shovelware, just bullshit, on the Nintendo oh, yeah. Switch Shop.
0: It's not good. You
2: can find straight up garbage on that shit now. You can and,
0: find Wordle with like, uh, and the it downloads as like a uh, executable for, uh, for a, a crypto miner or something. You're like, oh, I got oh Wordle on the Switch. You're like, uh, fuck I don't yeah. Wanna,
1: let's go.
2: I don't want to get into the fact that Nintendo Switch software has been the most the most easily-pregnable for crypto-miner-jerk <laughs> it's actually kind of an issue that they need to investigate, um, but that's neither here nor there. The, the, the point I'm getting at is that um, I get what you're saying, that a lot of bigger voices won't have like as much billboard space or as much like advertising yeah. space. As before, but no one's gonna turn down like a film by say like Martin Scorsese or something like that because he didn't publish it through Disney. They're gonna be like Scorsese, my boy. They go ahead, and give him a little backslide, bring it on in, and boom, movies on the yeah. screen.
0: Well, I guess like more, I think the yeah, I, you're not wrong, but I think more the point is just that, you know, these, the, these corporate mergers and like, you know, oh like oh this is cool like Crash Bandicoot gets to be in Microsoft Smash Bros now, like. It like, it's every <laughs> everything that you know being put in this context is not good, and the way that they incentive and how they like manage and incentivize these systems will ch- will actively change the medium, like the media ultimately that is being consumed. I think largely for the worse. Um, I mean, that might just be my cynical take, I, I, think, it's, I, think, it's, I, think, I think that it's is a, a measurable thing.
1: I think it's a little overly cynical because we we live in the time where there have never been more gamers and there have never been more games. There are yeah. an endless number of Steam releases every single day to an overwhelming degree, even on Game Pass already, There's an overwhelming and endless number of possibilities on there and things that you will never, ever be able to get through because there just aren't enough hours in a lifetime to consume all of that. And so I'm not saying that there's not going to be some, you know, pressure that's put on people because of some consolidation or Activision being purchased by Microsoft, but I also think... That there are there are so many voices out there and there are so many people making so many different things that it is still while some consolidation happening there is a lot of decentralization that is still going on and voices that will have be you know stories that will be told people who will you know come out of nowhere i mean for god's sake microsoft invested in a single dude and got him daisy ridley willem defoe and james what's his nuts to voice Back act a play. game that was in development hell for eight years and you know it came out and everybody was real fucking hyped about it and it was okay um
2: so <laughs> it was a, it was a five out of ten josh says
1: but like you know what they they saw something with potential they put money behind it they helped this guy get a bitchin voice cast and he just couldn't quite execute on it so like I'm, I'm not saying your concerns are invalid. I'm just, I don't think that this particular instance is as dystopian, you know, consolidation of media into one gray blob as other media might be. Um, I wanted to uh,
2: bring, like, a grounding point. You guys remember, like, in terms of game history, when, like, Nintendo was, like, the only game in town? and you had to answer to every single one of Nintendo's
1: standards.
0: The tyrannical am... real of role or Yo, if you did not have that quality. Nintendo seal of
1: quality, you could fuck the hell off forever. That's exactly
2: right. And they gave that seal of approval to like anyone that gave them enough money sometimes. I mean, uh, as an example, um, when it comes to game approval process, Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS4 there was just dollars that changed hands they're like yeah whatever you'll probably fix it or you won't it will get we'll get ours <laughs> it's cool but the, the point i'm trying to bring out is i don't think we're ever going to see that again because how many games do we play lately where it has its own completely separate launcher like uh the company i used to work for uh, i haven't worked there in years, They have, and still have, their own completely separate launcher to play any one of their, like, six games that they are publishing right now. And they're not the only one. Uh, Bethesda does that. Granted, granted, they just got bought by Microsoft. Uh, Rockstar does that granted they're under the take two but what I'm trying to get at is it doesn't take much for a big enough studio to say like we actually don't need anyone we're just going to be private for a while unless someone makes us an offer we can't refuse Um, to Mike's point earlier if you don't mind uh, speaking of offer they can't refuse uh, Activision is still being sued by the state of California let, let that still be out there. We had, like, one angry commenter on one of our YouTube videos that was so pissed that we brought up that Activision <laughs> was being sued, but we I don't know if you guys know. We don't get a lot of views on our YouTube stuff. Usually our Spotify and SoundCloud is where all of our people listen to our stuff, which, by the way, love you guys. But our YouTube, it's just there for, like, basically posterity anymore because of the YouTube adpocalypse that... Bobby
0: Bobby Kotick found our YouTube page.
2: Yep. Yeah, Bobby Kotick went ahead and made a sock puppet account, and he's like, how dare? But anyways, the the point I'm getting at is they're still being sued. Um, People, myself included, and, like, ten other developers I know are turning down working at Activision because they're like, why the... F, would I ever want to work for your company? You don't treat your workers well. How much has that decreased their quality in games in their production? Uh, how much did Microsoft walk up to the table and say like, "You guys are done in 10 years. We're gonna buy you because there's nothing else you're gonna do. What are you gonna do? Make Overwatch 2? Ooh, we'll just release another Halo game and beat you out the water. How about that? How much? What I'm basically saying is, how much did Phil Spencer unzip it and slap it on the table and say like? What are you gonna do about
1: it? Phil and Phil Spencer said, "Fuck my family this Christmas. I I know what I want for Christmas, and I'm gonna get it."
2: Kind of, yeah. Because I know I I said this in our uh, unscripted gaming chat. Like 69 billion dollars is a lot, but considering the property that Activision has and their their umbrella, that's a steal. They they can get a guaranteed guaranteed seven million dollars every single year like clockwork as long as they release a working call of duty game they're not even good just you push the button and the, the disc goes in and it works that's it seven billion bam on the table delivered honestly every I, single I really December.
1: hope that they you know eventually get away from the yearly release of call of duty and you know oh do okay thing.
2: i want I to they will bring this okay
0: up. they will they will not do that but it will just be seasonal updates of warzone forever
2: I do. That's I do great to me. In, back to the union good. thing. Um, dri- driving your workers into the ground. Um, I do think that you know. I'm surprised Mike didn't go full conspiracy Mike mode because I was ready for it. Because I I agree with you, is what I'm tr- I'm getting at. And do I have that, permission to do this? I mean, by all means. No, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> the 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 conspiracy of that is the timing. Isn't that it's almost too close? No, it's. It's right on. It's Microsoft being the leopard in the bush, striking while that antelope is catching a drink of water. You know what I mean? They are in such a weakened state because they're already one of the major... It's already happened with uh, Raven Software, which, by the way, power to Raven Software. I hope you guys get everything you want and more. And if everything you want includes firing Bobby Kotick... Solidarity, bitches. Let's go. Damn straight. Um, they, They are the first major AAA gaming publishing arm to have a union under their arm. That dam has been broken. It's gonna keep happening, and my and Activision has no one but themselves to blame for it because they work those people to death working on Warzone. And no one wants to work themselves to death working on of all video games Warzone, let alone any video game.
0: So Yeah, I um uh you know, I chimed in and I was gonna say something, but what was it? I forget. Uh yes, so I think that I mean, the, the kind of the, the more a of all of these stories, there's probably you know, there's probably I feel like there's probably some other things floating around that we haven't heard about. Uh, Bobby Kotick, Bobby Kotick's name is in Jeffrey Epstein's black book, um, that doesn't mean anything, you know. Bill Clinton's in there, so is Donald Trump, you know. I mean, Who I mean, could I mean, say what that means?
1: Bob, Bobby but he's K. In is there. getting of payday though we can tell you that much
0: like, oh yeah he's gonna be rich as fuck he's, he already okay. is he's gonna be great
2: I, I want to interject here he's already rich as fuck
0: he's, he's yeah, gonna be very cash money Ray, what
2: if he was even richer as fucker I want to go ahead, because I did the math earlier, because someone asked me about this. Like, oh, doesn't this suck? He's getting a golden parachute. Let's say he walks away with $300 million. He's he's
0: he's getting a golden fucking Death Star. Parachute does not even describe it.
1: But here's the other other devil's advocate, too. Even if, let's say, you know, Papa Regulator came down and threw the ban hammer at ABK and, like, dissolved them, Bobby so Kotick was still gonna get a golden parachute because that's just how corporate culture works. Even without the purchase of Microsoft and the absolute destruction of ABK, which would, you know, also remember would create the elimination of thousands of jobs for people, he would still be fine and get payouts of millions to billions of dollars because that's how corporate works. Josh, I I wanted to
2: point this out and I was getting to like how much I don't care about Bobby Kodak's future incoming golden parachute. The man has so much money that let's say let's say either one of us was working a job and we were making 30k a year. His three, let's, I think it's 300 million he'll probably make as a golden parachute. His 300 million golden parachute is you being let go from your job and getting $30. That's how much money he is worth right now. It means nothing it doesn't mean he's already won he's won again and again and again the golden parachute yeah. you can be mad about it but it's like we should have been like, mad before then
0: yeah it's it just I, people are like ah, oh, Bobby Cutter sucks it's Like Bobby yeah he does suck but he's very good at his job which is making fucking shit tons of money for shareholders that is yeah. his only job and he's very good at that until this past year and then he pulled the go private and get bought lever and uh, that's what you do that's how it works um, Did they go private? Is that well, not go private, but they're you know being brought into Microsoft. Okay, yeah. That was yeah. the sorry, um, but I don't know if I really have much else to say. Again, solidarity to Raven. Best of luck in your efforts. You know, batting down the hatches. It's going to be rough. Oh, should we um,
2: uh, get into the Activision saying that they have not formally recognized Raven? Yeah, so they're um,
0: they're going to have to do an election.
2: Yeah, and uh, being that they already have the vast majority of uh, QA testers... Oh, yeah, the effed up thing I wanted to talk about. Activision saying, well, what if we move all these QA testers to different departments and call them something else? All right. Listen, Activision. I know you guys say in your former letter that we support unions, but this is, some, this is straight anti-union busting bullshit. It's, like, so obvious. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's very, like... <laughs> You know, be perfect. You know, they are gonna like throw the hammer uh, at everybody. and assuming that you know, even this is, this isn't like concluded when the sale ha- or when the, the kind of the sale happens to Microsoft, Microsoft will happily continue with ensuring that this does not go through or goes the company way. Um, it could go through. That's it just is that is what these companies do.
2: It could go through like before Microsoft actually buys, at least for inside yeah. for I mean, I mean we don't know.
0: We don't know how it'll. It's a process. It'll take time. But. Yeah. I would imagine that this union drive will probably be settled before the sale happens, just because mm-hmm. these sales are very complicated. Uh, union drives are also complicated, yeah, but, but they're I, not very complicated. I
1: think the I think the sale is slated to close sometime like, you know, it's next year. next year. So yeah, you know, exactly. there's a lot to go through, but between now and then,
0: a lot of my people have to talk to a lot of their people. <laughs> Um,
2: Actually, the union one should be, like, a lot faster, Yeah, things considered.
0: I mean, that'll probably be a couple of months. I, would
2: think, I, I hope uh, I hope ABK forms their own union, or they join, join the Game Workers uh, Coalition. Because, uh, man, how badass would it be if, like, Microsoft accidentally bought a, a formally unionized entire <laughs> branch, and they just have to deal with that from now until forever. Or until... They, they can't legally fire them for being in the
0: union. Or until Raven is... Reorganized, or dissolved, or whatever. Yeah, you know, one of the Speaking usual tricks, right?
2: You you mentioned something. Um, the uh the person in charge of the labor department actually being like pretty pro union. Uh, to that point, of like this past spring, back in March of 2021, uh, Elon Musk was uh slapped down for firing a person that was trying to formally unionize uh, Tesla. So the federal government still has teeth in this regard. Yeah. And they've... Marty
0: Walsh is his name, for reference. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, base, base, Marty Walsh. We stand the king, Marty.
0: Marty <laughs> Walsh.
2: Keep doing what you're doing. All
0: um, right. I think. So I guess like kind of my, you know, like my, you know f- closing thoughts here. I think I feel like we've got covered most of the news access aspect of it. Um, you know, I mean this happened i don't think it's necessarily a good thing i mean maybe the micros maybe the activision employees i guess that's kind of the one last thing we don't really know about i'd be curious to see what a lot of you know activision blizzard employees think i think they are probably ready for a corporate cultural reset and i hope that they can in being restructured under microsoft they can make their place a more pleasant place to work um I think just in general as a sign of the consolidation of uh, all media and everything into the hands of fewer and fewer people, I think that's just a, hmm, uh uh-oh kind of sign that uh, we should keep our eye on and I would say do something about, but we're fucked.
2: There's that cynical mind. (laughs) Uh Like, uh, I I get what you're saying. I do. I don't know if it's all the way correct, but I get what you're saying. I do do think uh, consistent mergers are not necessarily, like, the best news. I think it's just, you know,
0: not specifically like this one is maybe not the most apocalyptic, but just it is a part of a trend that seems to be accelerating in the wrong direction.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. For me, I get and I get what you're saying, you know, corporate consolidation is bad. I think though in in isolation from the, you know, g- hashtag #gamer world, I think in the long run that this particular transaction and and merger will be a net positive. I think that, you know, personally speaking, having the ABK banner under Microsoft, part of Game Pass. As a Game Pass subscriber, I'm selfishly excited about that and, and what that could entail. And I also I do think that the the Activision Blizzard specific culture definitely needed a reset that wasn't going to come from anybody else. And and hopefully that um, you know this 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 gaming positive Microsoft and and Xbox that has been. A focus of theirs in the the last years and in a complete turnaround from where we we saw Xbox a few years ago and and where they are now and, and, you know, putting the investment behind making things that gamers want and putting the investment into studios and whatnot and, you know, saying, hey, Phil, you are going to be the CEO of the Xbox division in the long run will become a net positive and say, hey, these franchises that people have been clamoring for that have been let go for so long because shareholders just can't take a not 20 times return on investment you know we we will get to see that happening again so i you know i'm I'm excited to see what what happens from it i'm i will reserve judgment though if things go south i will i will eat crow and say that i was wrong and you know where you can hear me say that when i'm not wrong where Unscriptedgaming.com. Ray, don't look at Boy, me that way.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: you love my transitions. I'm so not the,
2: good at not the stuff. worst. Seven out of ten.
1: Hey, you know I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what though. When you go to unscriptedgaming.com, 10 out of 10s all the way across the board. That's where you can find links to all of the shows, the things that we do across the internet. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Unscripted Game Podcast, Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming, SoundCloud.com slash Unscripted dash gaming, where you can find our audio versions. As Ray said, we are on all the podcatchers Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, everywhere. Get us in your earballs, get us in your eyeballs. Thank you for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh.
2: Uh, my name is
1: Ray. My name is Mike. Uh, what do you think would happen if
0: we got bought out? By who? What if Microsoft bought us?
2: I'm, I'll listen. I I could be. I can, how much I be do you dined. think Microsoft would pay for us?
0: Twenty five hundred <laughs> each, or do we have to split it? I don't want to answer that. <laughs>
2: <right now>. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. Upsetting. How oh, it sells. So long, folks.